Welcome to the Dreamers in Your Hand podcast, where we drop jewels on the next generation. Today, we'll be talking to founder and executive producer Kenneth Monroe of the Dreamers in Your Hand brand and conference. He'll be taking us on the journey of how he created the Dreamers in Your Hands conference, his entrepreneurial journey, and so much more. So you don't want to miss this amazing interview. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Create the Dream Co. And check out our Spotify playlist, the Dreamers in Your Hand playlist, only on Spotify. Now it's time to drop some gems. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. And yourself? I'm doing good. Good to great hear. Yeah, great to hear. Okay, so this conference, the infamous conference, tell me about the vision of the conference, how it started. You know, you've been on a five-year hiatus. What made you want to come back into the event world? Mm, good question. Good question. Um, you know, we, we've been in a pandemic. We've been in a pandemic and a lot of people have been suffering. It's been a lot of heartache and negativity uh, in the past year for adults and children and just the world in general. So, you know, uh, around the holidays, I was just around the family and I just I just really wanted to do something positive and I, I wanted to give back. But I wanted to do something centered around the youth. So I just, you know, a conference doing a conference came to me because I had been watching LinkedIn uh, over the year and have been seeing a lot of people transition into the virtual world. So I wanted to really come back into the event world, but come back and reinvent myself and really make an impact in this new way of, of life and doing things. And I took all of the tools that I've always been good at and really applied it to this new age of business and the way people do things now. And, you know, it's like it's like riding a bike, you know, no matter if you take a break or how long you don't ride a bike no more, when you jump back on that bike, you never forget how to work them pedals. So um, I, I got my team together and I really like wanted to give the people something an experience that they will never forget because people that's been knowing me my whole life when I was doing all the events back in the day, they know that giving people experiences, that was that, that was the thing I was great at the most. I always left people with uh, happiness and a lot of emotion to keep coming back uh, time after time. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your history with events. Like what kind of events have you done? Like who have you worked for? What have you done in the past? What have you produced in the past? Yeah, you know, I, um, I, had, I, had, I had like a... Mm, I had like an eight, nine year run where I was throwing the biggest private parties in L.A., in Miami, South Beach, Las Vegas, New York. Um, I always had a, a, a gift of gap. I always had a strong personality. And that was always one of my qualities that people saw in me. So I always had a mindset that, you know, when you move to Hollywood, they say you got to follow this blueprint. You know, you got to go be a bartender or you got to go get headshots or you got to go to auditions and wait in lines wrapped around the corner just to get five minutes of somebody's time and you know i'm about working smarter not harder you know i have a strong personality and i have a a image that 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 people gravitate to so i'm like instead of following this blueprint that they say you have to do to be successful when you move to hollywood um you know i'm gonna start throwing parties and i I wasn't throwing your pay your 15 20 dollars at the door to get in nightclub parties i was throwing you know big mansion parties you know yacht parties five-star hotels like invite only where you had to be somebody just to even get in so my network started from there and being a young black man um my name really you know was hitting around the country because i was like one of the first people as a young black man to throw these massive private parties with all these high class people and it was so diverse that you know, a lot of times in L.A., you know, if a big black person, you know, was throwing a big party, you go to the party and the majority of the crowd is our culture. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my, my name was ringing because when you came to my parties, 
it was so diverse that people was trying to understand how was I able to attract all this diversity being a young black man. So, you know, my network and my name start buzzing, you know, because of that factor. Right. And, you know, um, how did you develop the network? Because you moved from Chicago and you came to LA and you just kind of got yourself into the party scene, but how did you develop these contacts when you got there? Good question. Good question. Um, well, you know, um, I have a, I have a, outside of the events, um, when I first, when I first got to LA, uh, I was working with multiple shows, uh, on MTV. Uh, I had, uh, uh, opportunity to work on uh, work with Playboy, uh, working on campaigns, you know, for Cadillac and all these different brands. Um, so, you know, through through that, I was getting invited to a lot of different, you know, high end parties. So my networking kind of started from getting invited to other people's parties that was always high end, and just telling myself, you know what, you know, if 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 I get invited in these same rooms by all these prestigious people, then they have me here for a reason. So, you know, let me let me let me use this reason they had me at this party and make it into my own experience and you know you know uh not only make it into my own experience but attract this type of crowd moving forward to get me in other doors networking is all about attracting different type of crowds and and, and continuing to reinvent yourself to make people you know want to be around you. you know it's like you ask yourself what make these high-end people prestigious people want to be around you what do you have what qualities do you have that make these people want to keep coming back want to keep going in business with you you know like from all around the world diversity so i built my name off diversity my my name i am in many circles around the world around different nationalities i'm not just you can't put me in no box i have ties everywhere you know from different nationalities so i would say that that's the key to life you know if your network is not diversified you're going to limit limit many opportunities for yourself along the journey right and then so the dream is in your hands right and you're talking about diversify and all these different things obviously with you diversifying your portfolio and your network the dream is really in your hands right (laughs) absolutely where did this name come from for this conference you know, it's funny. It's funny because back in the summer, um, I got into uh, a children's book uh, deal partnership with my partner, Karen Kilpatrick. Uh, she was a part of the conference and uh, she started off the conference and I did that strategically. You know, she was the first speaker uh, in the toys category, in the literary category. And I did that on purpose because the the, the, the dream is in your hands that whole concept and name started with her you know when we got into the partnership i came to her one day and i said hey karen i got a great concept and name for this new partnership that we're starting with these books and when i told her um you know the title and what it meant she was blown away she thought it was very powerful and uh, actually this year uh, we have the books coming out that you, uh, the dream is in your hands, uh, children's books, uh, and it's a series. It's a series. Uh, one one of the books is about you know two young kids, uh, based off a true story. Two young kids that uh, grows up in a city full of violence, full of gangs, and um, they're sports players trying to you know maneuver through the city, and they're not trying to let the violence and the gang and the ties of the crosstown rivalries coming between their friendship and they're trying to do what they can to save their city 
and um, you know make it out of the city through all the trials and tribulations. Uh, so it's a great story. And then the second uh, story that's coming out is about you know what a young what a young Hollywood star kid go through in Hollywood. You know, like like a, a kid star and what that world is like behind the scenes and how kids are forced to make these big decisions and be the adult. You know, when they become stars. So. You know, we have some great books coming up under the Dreamers in Your Hands concept. So, you know, when I told Karen that I wanted to keep expanding the idea, I said, you know, I'm going to turn into a conference. Um, I'm going to turn into a documentary. I'm going to turn into a podcast. Um, I'm, You know, I'm big on branding. That's what these major companies and brands have brought me on to do for them throughout the years. You know, when a company brings me on, they already know what they're getting. Everything I touch, I bring value to, whether it's a celebrity, an executive, a brand, a company. Um, when they bring me on, they know what they're getting. Um, I'm bringing value to everything I touch, and um, my track record proves that. And you know, I'm grateful that um, the opportunities that I've gotten throughout the years. Um, you know, people believed in me to the point where you know they saw my vision and they saw my value. And you know, I don't I don't let people down. You know, when I when I come on board, I'm coming on board serious. And you know, you gonna feel you gonna feel my effect. That's a powerful thing right there, and it's powerful with the books that you wanna that you are gonna be releasing. You don't really hear much about um the the child's perspective of hollywood so i think that's a dope thing because a lot of kids they grow up seeing disney channel stars and you want to be them and they think that it's all glitz and glam but they don't realize the amount of decisions that they have to make the way how they have to grow up fast and how their life changed so absolutely that you're writing that book thank you thank you i I appreciate i mean it just comes from experiences you know um i've been in the game 20 years this uh I'll be 39, uh, and this, you know, I moved to LA uh, at 19 years old, uh, 2002. You know, we 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 about to be in, in 2022. I'm I'm coming up on 39, so you know, 20 years in the game. I've seen a lot. Of, I've experienced a lot. That's why I have a lot of knowledge to give. Um, you know, 20 years of going through the fire, through the hurdles, the trials, the tribulations, the wins, the losses, the the letdowns, the the success. Um, you know, um, I, I've experienced it all. I've experienced it all. So, um, you know, you just continue to climb the ladder, continue to get better, and continue to inspire the next generation. You know, with with the uh, the knowledge that you have learned throughout the years. And let's talk about these 16 categories because <laughs> what made you come up with these 16 industries? Um, to find speakers for is there a particular reason I know you said that you know everything you did was strategic so what was the strategy behind 16 industries and categories good question because uh, you know I've been paying attention to LinkedIn and to see and, and to see how people you know been doing the whole virtual thing and um I knew what I was doing was different. Uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of uh, conferences and webinars on LinkedIn and people's covering one subject or two subject or they might have three speakers, five speakers, ten speakers. And you see all these big company brands on the posters. You see all these logos and, and whatnot. It's like, you know, you know, anybody can hide behind a logo, right? Like when you work for a company that's recognizable around the world or a celebrity that's recognizable around the world, you know, we all need that. That's how you build your resume. You know, when you when you get them type of companies and names on your resume, you look good, that gets you on other doors. So we all need that, right? But the difference with me is Anybody can hide behind a brand or a company, but everybody can't stand alone. You know, I can do both. You know, I can go collaborate with a major celebrity, with a major company brand, but um, I have just as much influence standing alone. So, you know, I did that strategically. I'm like, you know what? I don't I don't want this to be about no money, no business event. I don't want nothing, this to be political at all. You know, I'm going to get back in the game after this hiatus and show people my influence. You know, I can do this and, and do it at the highest level, bring 50 speakers from all over the world different nationalities different industries and i don't need no help from a brand from a sponsor from an investor from uh, no clout chasing you know what i'm saying i stand on my name 
you know, that's why I go by my last name, Moreau, because my last name, you know, it's, it's a powerful name. A lot of people use Moreau as a stage name. That's my birth name. You know, I go by one name and, 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 and that's my birth name. Um, I stand alone, you know, and that's what I wanted to show people coming out the gate. I don't need no, I, I don't, I work with brands and companies do all that, but I don't need that. You know, people love me. People have respect for me. They not just going to be a part of something because a brand behind it or a company, they're going to be a part of, a part of it because I asked them to do it and what I mean in their life. So I, you know, that's what I seen. You LinkedIn, they got all these companies and brands that's doing things. I don't see nobody standing alone doing a two day 50 people from all around the world. Like I did something that I just haven't seen. So, um, that, that, that was my whole point. I wanted to prove a point. I was here to prove a point. I wasn't here to fit in. I was here to stand alone. Well, you definitely did prove a point with 50 people. <laughs> How did you like find these people? I know that you found them in your network and you talked about LinkedIn, but like, where did you, or, okay. I guess the question I should ask is how did you find these people or or think okay i have fashion so i'm gonna ask this particular person because you're in the entertainment field right and mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure you know a lot of people in that one industry and of course yes the industry um you know have different sections in it as well sectors or whatever but you found at least one person or two or three people in that one particular industry what made you or what was your selection process Absolutely. Well, my selection process, um, you know, 80% of those people uh, was my friends, business partners, clients, about 20% was new people that I met through that. But um, I wasn't going to do this conference based on finding a, a whole bunch of new people because that's that's not networking. My networking is strong. So I knew that I could rely on the people that love and respect me to do this. So, you know, 80% of those, uh, those people was my people that's been knowing me, you know, throughout the years and different, you know, spaces and whatnot. So, you know, I, 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 I sent out a text one day to a lot of different people in my network that fit those different categories because I knew I had people in all those categories. I wouldn't have created none of those categories if I didn't feel like I, I had somebody in that. So I sent out a text to a lot of people on my phone, a mass text. I said, look, I'm doing something for the kids, uh, X, Y, and Z. I'll see your details later, but I would love for you to be a part of it. Everybody hit back, like, whatever you need without even knowing details because when you when you know how somebody get down and, and you know how that person that played a role in your life personally and business wise you know you're gonna do whatever they ask you because you know what that person mean to you like them people then that show up like that because it was a kids conference a hundred a thousand other people could ask them same people i'm doing something for the kids show a lot of them people wouldn't have did it it's a it's not about what you're doing it's about who asking you to do it and that's what people don't understand like yeah the the a conference for the kids was the surface, but that ain't the reason why they did The real reason why they did that is because I asked them to do it, you know, and then the new people, the handful of new people I met, you know, they had conversations with me um, before committing, before doing it. And they, they felt my energy. They felt that love. They know like, yeah, this dude legit. We might not know him like these other people, but we want to be a part of what he's doing because we love the presentation. We love his spirit. So, you know, th that's what it's about. It really, yes, it, it was about the kids, but that's what they, it wasn't about the kids. You know, if you know what I mean. Right, right. And what was your process for finding your production team? You know, my production team, uh, well, it's a young lady, um, you know, Ashley, that's, uh, that I've been mentoring and taking under my wing uh, the past couple years. And, you know, she, the past couple years, she has showed me that, you know, how much of a business person she is and how 100 she is 
um, you know, that I could trust her. This thing is all about trust. And uh, she has she has built up a lot of trust with me the past couple years. And she's smart. And, and I knew she was ready for this moment. I knew she was ready for this moment. And, you know, her being ready for that moment allowed her to go find the other team members, which was the moderators. And the moderators, you know, all these people came from New York City. You know, Ashley, the moderators, you know, New York, what, what I love about New York New, New York people is not soft. You know, New York people are strong. They got grit. They raw. If you ever been to New York, you know, the energy of that city is they don't, they don't play no games. They ain't scared of none. You know what I mean? It, it's always cold. You know, they, they, they go through the fire. They hungry out there. It's not a laid back city. So when you live in a city like New York, you know, with so much competition, you know, yo, yo, your networking, your energy, and your will to win is at a high level. So everybody involved from behind the scenes was from New York, and 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 uh, I love New York people because of the passion they have about life. So you know, I, I knew that just trusting Ashley and what she means to me that she was going to be ready for everything that was going to come for us those those two days because it was a lot of pressure, it was a lot of work, and she uh you know she 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 drifted with that new york spirit and, and the moderators they one of the moderators uh you know lost a brother that week you know that she had to bury and we told her that you know don't worry about this and you know she i guess didn't want to let us down and just still want to continue to move forward because she said that's what her brother would want her to do and that right there just broke my heart and just showed me like wow this girl is like a true professional she just went through something like this and she cares about this conference so you know that's that new york grid and that new york new york energy so it's, it's different things that happen with people throughout the conference that they just really showed me a different side of them. So it, it was very emotional those two days. Very emotional for a lot of different reasons. And I know you, and in awe. Let me just say awe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know that you talked about the pressure and the emotions. And I know a lot of emotions was riding on those two days. The pressure, the, in the, the anxiety, the intensity, all of these different emotions that was going on. So how intense was it behind the scenes producing the conference? Like... I, I know that it was intense leading up to it, but really I want you to like describe to me the feelings that you were feeling that week of the conference and those two days of the conference. The week of the conference, um, the week of the conference, I was in Miami, right? Taking care of some things. And um, when I flew, when I, when I got on that flight back from Miami leaving, the conference was like maybe three, four days later. And on the plane, I felt the pressure overcoming me of like what this, how I have to deliver this weekend and how intense this week is going to be. And, you know, me and my team was up all day, all night, three days prior, going over game plans, going over execution, making sure the Zooms work, like doing test runs. Like it, it, it was three, nobody could sleep three, four days before. Like I knew, you know, different, different speakers, I didn't, it was going through different things. You know, one of the speakers had COVID, you know, had, had COVID while she was doing an interview, while she was doing this conference. And a few days prior, I didn't know if she was going to be feeling better or how that was going to go. You know, another client, uh, uh, not client, but another, uh, uh, another speaker, uh, a good friend of mine had just got flew in from Nigeria, 20 hour flight. I didn't know how tired she was going to be like, uh, uh, another speaker was dealing with a newborn baby. She had just had, you know, and she was at the house all day trying to juggle that and, and get like, it, it was just, it was so much going on, you know, with, with, with different speakers in their lives that 
you know, you just, you know, you, you roll the dice, you put your best foot forward. And when those people showed up for me, you know, with going through those different things in life, it just showed me like, you know, how much love and respect I have because people really got to respect you and have love for you. And you really got to mean something to people, you know, for them to really be going through something in their lives, but really still show up for you and not just show up for you, but show up like they just didn't get out of bed, you know, show up dressed to the T, makeup, hair, nails, you know, ready to talk, energized. Like that takes a lot, you know, that takes a lot when people going through their own thing in life so you know um i i I did that i did that conference because it's like not only did i want to inspire kids but i wanted to give them professionals their flowers you know sometimes we don't get the credit that we deserve and um that was my way of telling those 50 speakers like you're doing a great job in this world you know your success and what you have done in life and you know you're such an inspiration you know if nobody i've told you here go your flowers let me give you your flowers and tell you how great you are and how i feel about you you're such an inspiration to life so you know um you know you got to give people credit and people appreciate credit we work so hard in life and i feel like um some people don't take the time to sit down and reflect about their life so that's what that was I, I wanted to give them their flowers and have them reflect about the great things they have done in this world and you could definitely relate because you are a behind the scenes person and you don't get the flowers that you deserve most of the times because you're always behind the scenes and you're always making the final product look good and people don't realize that it was a lot of moving parts and people behind the scenes that made what the final product looked like whether that's an artist a production so I'm going to give you your flowers. Cause thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. You know, I, I do a lot of things that people see, whether if it's on television, whether if it's, you know, music, that's our videos, commercials, content. You know, I've done a lot of things in my career that people don't know that I was the one behind it because, you know, I'm not on social media. I'm not into any of that. But, you know, I love that because it, it, it's it's um. Uh, I love being a ghost. You know, when you when you're on when you're on social media every day and you're just out there like that, right? You don't give the people nothing to look forward to. You know, when they can't see you all the time and you're not accessible like that, when you're in their presence, when they see a picture of you, when they see you in person, when they're talking to you, you're very you're way more intriguing than someone that's just posting, posting on social media every day, chasing the cloud. They're just they just wanna be seen, they wanna be a fame whore. You know, it's like I I love the mystique about myself. I love because when you see me in person it's a whole different experience when you talk to me on the phone when you like you know so social media is i tell people you know um a factor is you really gotta if you call yourself a factor you really gotta live up to that and a factor is listen i was thriving before social media was invented right before that came out i was Sorry, uh-huh. I'm trying to cut you off, but I was going to ask you, how do you manage to stay relevant? Because I know which I know that like everybody in today's day and age, and I'm pretty sure students and whoever will hear this, but they're going to think like, oh, okay, you know, um, I need social media to stay relevant. How are you staying relevant <laughs> without social media? <laughs> and pulling I'll stay, uh, you know, I, I tell people. I get asked that all the time. I stay relevant because I was who I was before social media got started, and I'm going to continue to be who I am. Just because they say you're supposed to be on social media and it blows up, just because you don't get on, I'm still me. I still have the same qualities that I've had my whole life, so that don't change, right? Mm-hmm. I still I, I still have a strong network. People still love me. I get big referrals. Like people know what I do. My resume is my resume. My personality, my qualities are are what they are. So me not being on social media don't affect my business because when you're 20 years in the game and you didn't went through the fire 
and your resume is strong, your your connections around the world is strong, and you are who you are personality wise. I'm a leader, you know. That everybody know what I bring to the table. So you know, people, a lot of people with with them big followings and, and, and all that on social media, like throughout the years, who you think they calling for 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 the vision? Who you think they calling to get? Listen. I'm in a lot of doors and a lot of circles with a lot of prestigious people that 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 many people on social media that got nice followers, they not in them doors. They calling me to get them in them doors. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I live by that factor title. Like like I don't I don't say that lightly. When I tell people I'm a factor, like I really mean that. Like I do everything I do and I, I'm not on no social media and I haven't been on for five years. I got on social media when I had my daughter. You know, my life changed, my priorities changed. I grew up and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to be disaccessible like this. I don't want my life in a private eye every five seconds. You know, I'm going I'm to do what I do. And when you in my presence, when you around me, it's going to be special. It's going to be an experience. So I love the mystique and intrigue that people have with me because, you know, they can't, they're not accessible to me like that. And, you know, people that's on social media every day, they just, you know, sad in a way. It's actually sad in a way because, um, you know, you people feel like they just got to put themselves out there every five seconds just to chase whatever they're chasing when it's really the other way around. When you're secure in who you are and you're a real leader, you don't need none of that to be successful at all. You know, you can stay relevant without any of that if you know what you're doing and you're respected. Drop them jewels, okay? You, you are, you're a walking testament of your tagline. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, so listen, everybody's on social media. Keep doing your thing. You know, don't listen to me. Listen, um, you got to follow your own blueprint. You got to do what makes you happy. But for me in my life, I, I don't follow. I don't follow what everybody say you need to be doing. You know what I mean? I, I follow my mind and my happiness and what I want to do. I'm not. A, I'm not a follower. I'm a leader. So just because social media is the, the trend, the wave, you you got to be on there and stay relevant people say per se like no i'm totally against that i don't i don't gotta do nothing to stay relevant but be me and you brought up blueprint and i wanted to kind of backtrack a little bit about um how did you use your your experience in you know in production and um producing big events and the brand campaigns and all of those things to execute this event this virtual event because obviously you're not following the corporate protocols and it's not the norm so how were you able to execute this with such i would say a short amount of time because usually you know sometimes campaigns can be six to ten to twelve months absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and a lot of people a lot of moving parts but you were able to do this with minimum people on your team um so you know just to backtrack on that i just kind of want to see how you took what you or what elements did you take from your experience from the corporate world and imp- implement it in um, your virtual conference? Absolutely. Good question. Good question. Well, you know, first of all, um, um, I've always been big on women empowerment. I've always been, my network consists of, I would say 70 to 80% women. And it's been like that for many, many years. Um, I've always been able to do great business and really connect with women. Um, you know, uh, believe it or not, but um, throughout my journey, way more high po- high power women in big positions throughout the years in Hollywood and different places. I've gotten way more opportunities in my life from 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 women than men. A lot of men sometimes it could be an ego thing, and you know, because when I walk in the room, I'm me. You know what I mean? Like I I got a strong personality. I got a, I got a great image. You know, I know how to speak well. I'm smart. I dress nice. I it's, it's a lot of great qualities about me. And that can that that you know a lot of guys. You know, that can intimidate a lot of guys that I, you know, realized throughout my journey, ego, a lot of jealousy, you know, but 
women take on all of that you know what i mean they don't have a reason to hate on all that when you bring all that to the table just you know who you are as a person you know so uh, a lot of women have you know gave me way more opportunity you know than men throughout my life and um i've always been able to connect with women that's why the conference was the conference was like 85 percent women if you look at the 50 part uh 50 speakers it, i think we had maybe three four guys if i am mistaken out of 50 yeah. people so you know <laughs> I, so that's what my events was always if you come to one of my events it ain't no more guys than women it ain't no 50 50 anybody that tell you that's been knowing me throughout the years in whatever city my events was always like 70% women and 30% guys. I had that flavor. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and so that's, I use that for the conference because I've always been good at, uh, my network is crazy with women that, that, that got a lot of respect and love for me. So, um, I use that element. You know, I, I knew the conference was going to be way more, um, that, that wasn't strategically done. That was just like real. That's just how my life is. Like, I don't, I, I deal with a lot of women. So I took that element from the events. I took the element of, knowing how to you know bring the experience anybody that know me throughout the years they know what type of experience i bring um you know all of my events have always throughout the years have always been a theme they have always been color coordinated it's always been a theme it's always been something my events was never just like an event it's always been so that's why i told my team when it first started hey let's 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 create colors let's 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 create colors let's let's do this let's make every poster that come out every piece of material let's make it consistent with the header with the title with the tagline with you know i know how to i know how to create an experience i know how to brand so i took um i took that element and i'm very personable with people so um like i said 80 percent of people had, i had already known before the conference but you know i'm very um i talk to these people like not, those people are not my associates like mm -hmm. it's not them, those are not people i just like don't really mess with or just talk to once every blue moon like all those people that was in the conversation well especially the ones that like i, I i've been knowing 80 percent. i have real relationships with them people like 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 i know about them people's personal life it ain't just business with us like uh it, it's just it, it, it speakers on that and crying to me on the phone that i didn't been with them during the most vulnerable time in their life when things happen in life where i've been with them at their most inspiring times of their life you know when they're happiest times when they're lost when stuff is going on with the family or work you know, I'm in those conversations. I'm I'm with them. I'm talk like you know what I mean. Like I I, I those really I and, and then business wise, a lot of them people that was in that conference, I've been a part of their life doing big things for them, making big plays for them business wise. So like my relationship with those people you saw on that conference, it, it it's it is way beyond what you saw you know what i mean you don't know the personal relationships i have with those people and then as far as like my experience like in television and things like that you know television is high pre like i've i've done tv shows where you know i gotta put the celebrity on there then i gotta write the storylines and write the questions that the the the, the, the host is going to ask them so that's why i was able to write all those great questions for the moderators and i didn't send none of the speakers the questions on purpose because from doing tv and different things like that when you ask people questions on the spot you get a, a, a pure reaction than if you send them the questions to rehearse and then it sound political but when you ask people questions on the spot they don't know what you're about to ask them it's just it's centered around a title or a concept if you go back and watch those interviews their reactions to those questions was very pure you couldn't get more authentic because so that comes from my experience in television like i know how to put people you know on shows i know how to not just put you on a show but these are storylines these are the questions that the host is going to ask you so all of that with the speakers and the questions and position them the way i did making sure the moderator asked each host 
the last question everybody asked the same last question which was the title before they left like all of that was strategically done because i know how to put people in position to get that emotion and build their reaction so now I'm about to put you on the spot. <laughs> Which segment to you was the most impactful? Oh, um, wow, that's a that's a that's a great question because all of them were impactful. But um, I would have to say, personally, um, and this comes from being biased, but first of all, all of them was great. All of them, it was a lot of jewels dropped. But personally, um, my favorite one personally is uh was Vernon Hills because uh um he's someone he's a he's a he's you know he's someone that's that's young and I took him under my wing and mentored him about five years ago um when he was like he wasn't even 21 he was like he's he's 24 25 now he was like 19 or 20 when I when I took him under my wing and then um he was a young kid from the suburbs that had a lot of raw talent you know but you know he didn't have any direction you know he didn't uh personally and professionally you know young very talented but did have no direction and um i took him under my wing to where he is now to where uh, he i have him working with the biggest companies all type of celebrities like where i got his resume at and just how i built him as a person just i've changed his whole outlook on life personally like just like it, it goes beyond professionally you know i've changed him as a person and um his mother his mother you know, when somebody mother tell you, you changed my son's life and nobody has ever changed his life like this. Like I see your influence all in him. Like that somebody can tell you that, but when it comes from somebody mother, because nobody like when it comes to my child, people will kill, people go crazy for their child. And when you hear that from someone's mother, you know, it's just a whole different feeling. And, mm-hmm. you know, he tell me, he tell me that all the time, but you know, I, I've seen him go from a kid to a young man, you know, and, 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 and I was a reason why all of that has transpired so when he interviewed um he tell me how much he loved me and what i mean to him uh, all the time but that was my first time seeing him tell somebody else that but not only tell somebody else that in a, like a private conversation but tell somebody else that on the interview and um the things he was saying about me on that interview he, he uh i was bawling i was crying like a baby i was uh I, I i you know a lot of feelings and emotion overcame me and uh i'm crying while i'm trying to you know, text the next speaker, whoever who was coming up after him, trying to make sure they was ready and backstage. And I'm talking to them crying at the same time. It was just like, uh, but I know I had to like, I I know we, we was getting ready for the next person. So I had to like, you know, get myself together. But I mean, I, I started crying. I started crying. I, I started, uh, just to see when, when you play an influence on somebody life like that and, and, and they show that type of appreciation and love, it just, uh, you can't do nothing but get emotional. I didn't even know I was going to get emotional. It just, my feelings overcame me. And I just was watching this interview. Just I was like a proud father, like a, like a proud big brother. I just was bawling. And um, so that's probably, that's probably my favorite interview just because of the bias situation, because of, uh, I know what I've meant to him in his life um, as a mentor. I was literally going to say, it's kind of like you acted like a father more than a big brother because you really impacted. If a mother is saying that you've changed his life, it was kind of like the son you never had. <laughs> You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> and he made his first touchdown. And you're like, yes, that's my boy. So, yeah, I, I get absolutely. it. No, no, absolutely. No, no, you're right. It's like the son I never had. And, um, you know, uh, I have, I've had a lot of strong mentors in my life. When I was his age, when I was young, I've, I've 
you know, I know what mentorship means. I've had some great ones, and um, to play the to play that role in somebody's life, that's priceless. That's priceless. Like, it's it's no type of price tag you can put on that. So to see the influence that I've had on his life, and like I said, not just professionally, I built this resume crazy. Like, but I'm talking about as a person, how I built him as a young man. Like, took him from a boy to a young man. You know, to just open up his whole world. It just uh, yeah, that 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 interview just really um, I was very proud, and I just couldn't hold back my tears. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. And let's talk about the students because I know um, that they were the focal point of this whole event, the whole driven factor of this event, which is the students and giving back to the youth. So what inspired you or made you want to give them internships? Because already this right here is like a master class that they would never be able to, you know, um, I would say get themselves in a room with these amount of people maybe in a lifetime or it, they probably would have to pay a lot of money to Absolutely. see these people on the stage and and you know um would it be able to get the chance to ask questions and they were able to ask questions to these yes. participants so what made you want to even extend you know the value to give them internships Absolutely. Well, you know, you know, you know, well, for one, um, one of the main reasons we, we, we wanted to record the conference, not just for the documentary, obviously, for obviously, that's a big reason why. But we also want to repurpose the, infor- the, 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 the information because, uh, you know, we knew that we was doing this conference on a school day, right? So, you know, we knew that all of the kids that uh, that wanted to participate or teachers, you know, you know, school was going on all day. So we knew that it was important for us to record this footage so we can repurpose it for presentations and stuff later on. But, you know, I wanted to give kids internships and give them this game because, you know, you go to college. Listen, first of all, I would tell any kids to go to college, right? Like I dropped out after my second year, but... You know, I would tell any any kid to go to college because, uh, you know, you got to go see what it's about. You know, if you don't like college or you feel like it's not for you, you can make the decision, you know, later on once you get there. But every every kid should go experience college, you know. But I wanted to do this because, you know, you go to college, you pay all of this money, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's no guarantee you're going to get this type of knowledge or, or, or a job after you graduate, after you didn't paid all of this money. Um, you know, teachers are great, but they're not in the field right they ain't they they ain't they ain't getting out the mud they're not in the fire like they're 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 going to a classroom to teach every day you know like that's their life right i'm really in the field you know i'm really in the streets i'm really like on the scene i'm really in this entertainment game you know like a teacher a, a teacher can go to a class and teach someone about the entertainment game but they're not in the field, though. You know what I mean? You're in a classroom teaching. Like, so it's it's, it's it's different type of education. Like, I didn't want the conference to be a tour tool. Like, this ain't no go to school to, to learn how to do it, the technical aspect of a job. We about to give you the, get the most game you ever got in your lifetime. Like, there is no teacher, there is no university in the world that can teach a kid more game that I have in the footage of this conference. That footage we have is a gold mine. If, if, if a student go to class and learn from a teacher, whatever that teacher is teaching the kid, which is great information, it ain't more game than what we got in this footage. We got a gold mine of footage. We, we have a gold mine on our hands. So, you know, I wanted to do that because I feel like games shouldn't always be paid for. You know, that's what college is. You know, you go pay this big tuition to get game to learn how to do something. Why do you always have to pay for that? Why can't game be free? Why do we always got to pay? Why Why do kids got to grow up thinking they got to pay for game? That's what tuition is. You know, you're going to pay for game. You're going to, you're going to pay all this money to be in debt to learn how to do something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? That's the system. But 
why do we always got to pay for game? Why we just can't get a game for free? So that's my mindset. I'm not into charging kids for game. I'm going to give you all the game I can, and not just I'm going to give you all the game I can, but I'm going to take my professional friends and have them give you game too, and hopefully you can use this game and apply it to your life um, um, where you don't got to pay all this money to go to school and learn. So that was my whole mindset with the internships, with just the conference. Like, you know, game, you shouldn't always have to pay for game, man. And you know, like, listen, it's one thing about education, right? Like, it's two different type of educations. You have book smart people and you have game smart. I'm game smart. Um, listen, I'm in I'm in rooms with all them prestigious people that can graduate with them big degrees from all them big prestigious universities. They all my friends. I'm in all them rooms. They all come to me for my business. They all want to work with me. You know what I mean? Like I don't. You know, like I'm game smart. See, book smart people need game smart people because we have education that book smart people don't have. But we need the book smart people to get into those corporations, to get into those brands. You know what I mean? To collaborate like those the books. So it works hand in hand. But you know, it's like I've never like like book smart is cool, but the qualities that I have in life, my resume, my credentials, my didn't know college teach me that. Didn't know books teach me that. I had to go through the fire to get out the mud and learn everything that I am. Like uh, a college can't teach you. Yo, how to have charisma and presence, how to lead, how to have vision, how to network, how to, you know, the, the book smart stuff can't teach you that. So, you know, it's them the two different type of education. You know, you go to college and get that degree, get that book smart. But, you know, to do what I do and to be who I am, you got to be game smart. It's that simple. Period. <laughs> That's all I got to say. For period. <laughs> for real. Period. Period. If you ain't game smart and you just book smart. Listen, I know a lot of book smart people that can't get a job for the life of them. Like, like you have no, I got big degrees from all these man. Can't even find nobody to work with you them. Can't get a job. Focus. Can't they? You they they, they ain't in none of the doors I'm in. Listen. Like they ain't in the rooms. Like, but they got these big degrees. Listen, them big degrees that book smart, smart stuff. It look good on the resume that you went that you graduated from this prestigious university. It look good, but it don't always guarantee success. Period. It doesn't. So that's a beautiful thing that you're actually giving them this life experience because like you said school can't teach you life experience school can't teach you street street smarts like you learn street smarts by trial and error by actually going out there getting dirty like you can't yes. you can't be prissy and want to get dirty like it, nah you gotta get down Absol in the paint okay a a absolutely <laughs> but but with that being said like i said hey i just because that wasn't my journey and my journey was a whole different journey I would, you know, I would tell every kid to go to school. Don't follow my path. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you got to create your own blueprint because I didn't follow nobody else's blueprint. I did what made me happy and, and created my own destiny. You know what I mean? So college because um, you have to follow your own blueprint like I had to follow mine. So just because college didn't work out for me and it, it wasn't what I needed, you know, to, to prevail in life. You know, you go try it out because what worked for me may not work for you. It might totally backfire against you if you try to follow my blueprint. So... You gotta be a leader. You gotta. You don't follow what nobody else is doing or what worked for somebody else's life. You know what I did for my blueprint throughout my life is um, I took a little bit of game from this person, a little bit of game from this person, a little bit of game from this person. You know, and applied my own vision to what I wanted to be in life. I never just took somebody's full blueprint and said this like this is gonna like no. You gotta you gotta create your own destiny, create your own life. Um, and it just worked out for me that what I wanted to be in life and kind of how my journey went. Um, you know book smart and education graduating and having a degree to get indoors that really wasn't um relevant for me to be who i am right and then let's talk about the aftermath because it's all good and dandy with you know 
the how the event turned out but i would love to know the aftermath reactions that you were getting from the conference from the students the organizations the participants even the moderators um you know yeah. what was the aftermath like what was the reactions oh wow you know wow first of all i just want to say before i get into the aftermath um later that evening after day two of the conference when everything was over um you know, uh, me and my partner Ashley had a, a recap for about two hours on the, you know, uh, uh, two, about two hours on the phone after day two, just to recap everything. And, um, after I got the phone with her, uh, you know, I took a shower. Um, and, uh, when I was in the shower, uh, you know, having a conversation with God, you know, about everything, I just started crying. I just started crying like a baby, like, I, I know what I had just accomplished. And it was so overwhelming that, it was overwhelming after day one. Like, mm-hmm. everybody that was a part of day one was hitting me after day one, but I didn't want to get too excited because I knew I still had day two to produce. I didn't want to really reflect and get excited until after everything was over, but it was lit after day one. The, the feedback and responses and excitement I was getting after day one from the part, people that participated, but, I didn't want to really take it all in until after day two until I knew the final buzzer that went off, you know what I mean? And I was in the shower talking to God, you know, thanking him, you know, and I just really started crying like a baby because I knew, I knew what I had just did, you know what I mean? I knew what I had just did for different reasons. I knew what I had just did for myself. I knew what I had just did for Ashley. I knew what I had just did for the moderators. I knew what I had just did for students. You know what I mean? Like moving forward, everything we are playing. And I knew what I had just done for the speakers. Listen, I brought 50 professionals together that didn't know each other, that connected and met through my initiative. And they're going to meet and connect and become friends and start doing business. I knew for Ashley and the moderators, how big that moment was for them, you know, moving forward. You know, how professional they were to all of these people. You know, the the students and the youth and what we doing. I know how big it is for what I'm about to do for them. And for myself, just being the head honcho of all of this, you know, I knew what it had did for me. You know what I mean? Like, I had, you know, sponsors was hitting me up, investors talking about, we want to be a part of your brand and what you doing. You know, teachers was like, you know, we never had our students a part of anything like this. The speakers was hitting me so crazy. Like, listen, you understand, those speakers, they doing Zooms and conferences and webinars and doing all that stuff all the time since the, the virtual, since the pandemic that happened. They said they had never been a part of nothing like this. The way we executed, the way we did our thing, you know what, you know what, you know what I showed the speakers? I'm gonna tell you, the, the most important thing that I showed the speakers, they're all professional, they're all successful. They know how hard that is to pull off without no big brand behind you, no big company, no investor, no like, like I pulled that off independently with none of that big stuff around me, just my own influence. And they know for two days straight from crack of dawn to nighttime, two days straight, 50 speakers, 16 categories, they know they self how difficult that was to pull off live. How organized you have to be, your work ethic, how on point you gotta be from every, listen, when something is live, you got to be way more on point than, listen, movies and TV shows and music and all that stuff, right? It's takes. Mm-hmm. When you shooting a movie, it's takes. When you doing TV, if it ain't live, you know, shows and stuff, it's takes. It's, it's, when you when you're in the studio making a record, you doing takes. When you shoot a music, everything is takes. 
they know how hard it is to produce something live that massive. So I showed them that. I showed them my influence. I showed them my power. I showed them how I get down business-wise, and I showed them my vision because if anybody thought that was easy, why ain't nobody else doing it? Ain't nobody on LinkedIn did what I did without some big company. Nobody has done that. Nobody has done that. If, if, I, I, I challenge anybody that think what I did was easy to pull off, I dare you to go try that and make it that successful. I dare you without no help. No, you can't, can't no company help you, no brand, no beer, none of that. Go do that independently by yourself for two days straight, 50 speakers, 16 categories live, and you tell me if you get that same response. You tell me if you get that same success. I pulled off something that was damn near unheard of, and the people that spoke knew it. They knew it because they ain't never been a part of nothing like that, and they ain't seen no person pull that off without help from all these major companies. I did something spectacular. It was unheard of, pretty much. And it went perfect. It wasn't no bloopers. It wasn't no... It it, it went perfect. So, I was, I've been overwhelmed since. I've been so overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's been... It's been, I, that's why I cried when I was in the shower because I knew what I had just did and how big this movement about to be moving forward and what I had just did for the people. You know, I cried and just cried in joy and happiness and thankfulness and um, it couldn't have went any more perfect. So, you know, moving forward, like I, I told my team before it started, I said, listen guys, if we do this the right way, listen, I know how to build a brand. Big companies and celebrities come to me to help them with their brand or help them with their vision. Like, th that's what they come to me for. Like, I do this. Like, listen, if we do what we're supposed to do, the conference is just the appetizer. This is just the beginning of this dream is in your hands plan. Like, I am going to show y'all how to build a brand. I told them that way before the conference, and, like, they saw what I meant. The moderators, like, like God, I mean, you're talking about people that had to be on point for two days straight from morning to night. We only had 10 minute breaks in between for two days. Their moderators was, when I say they showed the utmost professionalism, I love them. Like they will be a part of anything this dream is in your hands and this shit is about moving forward. The loyalty and professionalism they showed me and I gotta give that credit to Ashley because she got them together, she had them on point and they follow, she followed my lead and they follow her lead. So, um, you know, I couldn't do any of what I done without all of them you know it takes a team teamwork makes the dream work and um you know that's what life is about um you can be great as an individual but you're not greater than a team you know when you learn how to work with the team and lead a team um that's going to get you way farther in life than your individual vision i'm great i'm great as an individual right that's what i've gotten me to where i'm at in life but um i understand team i understand what team is and you're nothing without your team you have to know how to lead your team and make your team believe in you and you know team is uh that's that's what makes the world go around and for anybody that don't believe in team and think you can go out here in the world and do anything yourself you're going to fail many times and then now, so we know about all this, this reactions, how you feel about everybody. You got a lot of momentum going right now. How are you going to continue this momentum? What can we expect next? I know the books is coming out, but is there anything else that you're doing? Anything that we should see coming down the pipelines that we should be expecting? A live conference, maybe? I know the pandemic is kind of wacky right now, so we're not sure. Yeah, yeah. But talk to me, talk to me. I, I really want to know what's going on next. Absolutely. Well, for one, all the speakers that was involved came. They they all asked me to do the live conference. They can't wait. I wasn't do the live conference this time, but obviously, like you said, we in the pandemic, so you know the world has transitioned virtually. But um, 
the vaccine out, things look like things get a little bit better. So hopefully in 2022, we can, we can, we can, we can do the live conference. Um, the live conference is coming. Uh, the documentary, the the documentary is coming. Uh, this documentary is going to be powerful. The drink, yeah. Yeah, the dream is. That's why we recorded all the footage. Casually, like what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the dream is in your hands. Documentary, like that's why the, that's why the footage is recorded. Um, you know something this powerful, something with this much emotion. Um, you got to do the documentary, and this is my world. You know, I come, I come from. You know, this is my world. It's entertainment world. So we're doing the documentary. You thought the conference was powerful? Wait till, wait, 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 wait till the, the documentary is going to be so heartfelt. You know, we're doing the podcast, the Dream is in Your Hands. We're doing, um, like you said, the children books is coming out this year. The, the Dream is in Your Hands. You know, um, the Dream is in Your Hands is a, uh, you know, it's going to be a thing. It's going, it's going to be a thing, and we're going to touch kids for years to come. We're going to touch people for years to come. And I advise anybody, you know, anybody that has a heart, anybody that love to be inspired, love to inspire, love to be a part of the youth, uh, you know, give me a holler, you know, give me a holler. We showed, we showed this past week, we showed this past week how great we can make things. You know, um, I'm, 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 I'm a man of my word. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you this, I'm going to tell you this too. Uh, like, don't ever beat yourself up about failing, right? Like, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't fail plenty of times trying something, something didn't work, and I had to think about how to do it a different way and take a different approach. You know, failing is a part of life. You ain't gonna win everything. The, the greatest people in the world don't always win at everything, you know? So, like, don't let failing discourage you. Let failing motivate you to be great, you know, to win. You know, don't let trials and tribulations of what you're going through in life, like, every day is not gonna be great. Every day is not gonna be great, you know? So, on them bad days, on them in-between days, you still gotta find your purpose. Find your reason for what's making you do this. Why do you love what you do? Whatever your interests are in life, you know, go back to that space on, you know, where your passion came from. Why do you love it? Because you're going to need that faith. You're going to need, you know, one of them days when nothing ain't going right, something, you know, you're failing at something. You're going to have to remind yourself why I'm doing this. What is my purpose? You know, that's what's going to keep you going. That's what's going to keep you happy. So, you know, keep that in mind. You know, even though this conference was great and all and it was a big success, Everything in life is not about success. You ain't gonna just, everything ain't gonna just be great like that. I done had a lot of fair shares of losing at things and failures, but I done had a lot of wins. And I done had way more wins than, than failures, but my failures have made me stronger, built my character, and made me who I am. Nobody likes to lose. Nobody likes to fail. It's the ugliest feeling. It's, 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 it's when you, oh my God, it's cringeworthy when you fail. It's terrible how you feel, but it makes you stronger. It builds your character. And when you can keep going and get over those hurdles, you know, nothing can stop you. And beautifully said, I have to say that. And <laughs> <laughs> the last question I want to ask you is, I guess I would say it was the star. It was a star of its own on a conference. And that question is the dream is in your hands. What does it mean to you? Mm, wow. The big, the big question that everybody had to answer. I guess it's my turn to answer, huh? <laughs> the dream is in your hands. Uh, what that means to me is in life when you're going through your journey, the dream is going to change. You're going to have to know how to play different hands. You're going to have to know how to reinvent that dream. The dream, ain't, you know, when, you, when, when you're chasing that dream and you're going down that road, you know, when you're driving down that road to, to get to the destination, which is your dream, you're going to go through rain, thunderstorms, snow, blizzards, cold weather, sunny weather, 
you know you're gonna the you know the weather is always gonna change when you drive into your destination. So uh, you you might you, when you drive you might get a flat tire, have to you know pull up on the side of the road and change the tire, keep it going. You know you know you gotta you gotta stop and go get something. You gotta stop and reflect. There's a lot of things you gotta do when you're taking a road trip, and that's what a dream is. You're taking a road trip to your destination. You know so um, always know the dream is in your hands, meaning that you gotta know how to play your hands, switch hands. You gotta know how to reinvent that dream because you're gonna face different uh, roadblocks as you're as you're chasing that dream man you gotta know how to overcome that and overcoming that is reinventing yourself when something don't work know how to reinvent yourself to make it work another way another route you know what i mean sometimes you're driving you gotta shit you know you get lost you gotta take your exit and find your way back right mm -hmm. so that's what a dream is you know sometimes you get lost on your dreams you know it's a lot of temptation in the world it's uh and when none of us are perfect and we all get lost at times right but how are we gonna find our way back to that dream so you know the dream is in your hands is uh you know reinvent your dream at all costs and when you get lost at times and you need that inspiration you know find your way back to that happiness and um when you find your way back to that happiness that dream is going to remain in your hands and it's on you and what you're going to do with it like nipsey said <laughs> it's a marathon right Absolutely, it's a it's a marathon. Your dream, uh, dreams, a yeah, marathon. They don't come easy. You can't just wake up one day and think everything gonna fall in your hands. Like, no, nah, it don't work like that, you know. But as long as you're doing what you can to keep reinventing that dream and working towards that dream, and don't let don't them roadblocks stop you, the dream won't always be in your hands. You know, if you don't let nothing stop you, and then at that point, when it's in your hands, it's on you. It's in your hands. Now, what you gonna do with it? How you gonna rock it? And I think on that note. <laughs> I think I think you and on a powerful note right there what you want to do leave them with the suspense leave them with the question now it's up to them to know what they're gonna do now now you just literally absolutely. put the ball in their court <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for the I appreciate you thank you so much for the opportunity absolutely. I'm pretty sure that all of the moderators the production team the speakers the students, everyone is very appreciative of what you literally created. You literally created history. And, you know, you you only could go up from here. Wow. I, you know what? I you know what? I, I, I appreciate that. You know what? That means a lot coming from you. Um, You know, that this conference wouldn't be possible without you. You know, like, uh, you were a big, big, big reason why it was a success and why this is moving forward and with it without what you had meant to this conference, not just the past couple of days, while it was going on, since the jump, since January, when we started planning the conference and all the work that went in from January up until now, you know, it wouldn't be possible without you. Um, you filled a lot of roles that I'm not good at, you know, tech savvy and all this different stuff that, you know, you know, and I let you roll with it and you just, wow, wow, what a job you did. And, um, you know, like I said, this, None of this will be possible without you. And so I, I really thank you for all the hard work that you have put in uh, since this dream started uh, for this conference back in January and all the dedication and, and thing and, and late hours you put into it outside of, you know, business that you hounding and having a son and everything that's going on in your life. You made sure you put time to making sure this, this is great so we can inspire many people. And I appreciate you and love you for that. I love you too, and you know you you told me the dream is in my hand. What you gonna do with it? And I and I didn't fumble the bag. I didn't fumble the ball. Yeah, you sure did. So hey, you took that dream and ran with it. You took that dream and said, "I ain't say less." <laughs> is that New York drip, like you said? <laughs> Yeah, that New York. I love New York people. I'm telling you, I've been all around the world, and uh, different different cities have different personalities, and uh, 
Boy, New York is always going to have that hustle about them. New York people know how to hustle. They know how to get it. They ain't taking no for no answer. They got that grit and hunger. And I love New York people. Boy, New York people, you ain't going to never see no New York people lazy. and ain't trying to get no money and get no business going on and just no goals. Like New York people, they always hustling. Yeah. City that never sleeps. You know this. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Like, hey, I, 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 everybody that was involved behind the scenes was from New York. That was crazy how that kind of turned out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you again, once again, for doing this interview. And I'm pretty sure everybody is appreciative of all of the drills that you dropped on The Next Generation. And we are excited to see what new will come about this brand and this this movement that you created so once again thank you so much for taking the time out to talk hey, about and, and, and thank you and, and i appreciate everybody that was a part of it and uh i just want to leave on this last note stay tuned everybody hey and we out <laughs> <laughs>